Well, this morning, as Pastor said last week, we're going to have a water baptism. So we're going to talk about water baptism this morning. It's interesting when you think about water baptism and what it is. Water baptism, water baptism is one of the two sacraments of the church. And basically a sacrament is a ritual or a practice that the church embraces in remembrance of what the Lord has done. So one of them is communion. We take communion, the bread and the juice, the bread signifying the body of Christ that was broken for our healing, and the juice that we take that represents the blood of Jesus that, is, that was shed for our forgiveness of sin. But it's interesting when you think about that because communion we do on a regular basis. We do that over and over and over again. The Lord said, do this as often as you would in remembrance of me. So we do communion on a regular basis, but water baptism is usually only done once in the life of the believer because it is a declaration of what the Lord has done in that individual's life. So there are a few different types of baptism that's in the Word, and I just want to look at those right quick. There's baptism into the brotherhood, which is salvation. When you um, come into the body of Christ, you become a believer, you're welcomed into the family. That's the baptism into the brotherhood. Baptism in water, we're going to talk about that this morning. That's the open sign of acceptance and a declaration of a changed life. There's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the baptism of fire, which is power from, from God uh, and indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us. And there's the baptism of suffering. I don't hear too many joyful shouts about the baptism of suffering. That's making the de declaration of an enduring faith. And in the Word as you read, most all of us will go through these different types of baptism. And I think it's important to point out that just because we've come to know the Lord, that doesn't mean that life's going to stop being life. Life is still going to happen. You know, Janie lost her daddy. That's real-life situation. But the beauty of it is that the Lord is there to help her walk through it. And we're all going to be facing situations and circumstances that maybe we don't choose that come upon us. Life may be life. Life will be life, whether we're a Christ follower or not. But the beauty is that we have Christ to help us walk through those things, to come out stronger on the other side instead of broken. Amen? That's right. So water baptism, what is it? What is water baptism? I mean, you think about this logically. Someone fully clothed goes out and gets into some type of water, and they go under the water, and they come up soaking wet, and people are sitting there watching them do it. What is that about? Really? But it's not the act. It's what it represents. Again, it's a public declaration of your faith and your changed life in Christ. It represents Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection. It's a symbolic view of that. Now, Pastor has been speaking to us about the book of Galatians. We're going to go back there this morning. Galatians 3, 23 through 29 in the home, and it says this. 
Before faith came, we were confined under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith was revealed. The law then was our guardian until Christ, so that we could be justified by faith. But since that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ like a garment. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. I like the way that's put. Basically, it was saying under the old law, under the Old Testament, before Christ came, there was... The, the law was like a guardian or a covering or a waiting period until Christ came. And when Christ came, he just blew it out of the water. His word says he fulfilled the law. And when Christ came, it says that those of us that have been baptized into Christ, those of us have, who have immersed ourselves into Christ and he becomes a focal point of all that we are, it says that we wrap him like a garment around us. I like that picture. A few years ago, my son Aaron, he's running sound today, and his, his wife Jess gave me a Peanuts blanket. Y'all know Peanuts, uh, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Linus, all those. When I was growing up, that was a big deal. And so they gave me a Peanuts blanket. And this blanket, I don't know what it's made of, but it's really soft and it's really fluffy. And when it gets kind of cold outside, I like to pull it out and wrap myself in it. And in just a matter of just a couple minutes, man, I'm just warm and toasty. Just feels really, really good. Well, you know, in the same way, the Word is telling us that when the storms are all about us and they're raging and it doesn't look like there's any place we can go, it says that we look to Christ and He comes and He wraps Himself around us. And we find a place of safety. We find a place of refuge. The Word says, Lord, You are my hiding place. So think about that. Amen. So going back to baptism, what does baptism mean? The Greek word is baptizo, and it means to completely immerse, saturate, and overwhelm. So water baptism is to be completely saturated, immersed, and overwhelmed under the water and then to come, to come back out. Let me give you my uh, experience with water baptism. I was about 12 years old when I was water baptized. Uh, we were in a church in Charlotte. It was a small church, didn't have a baptismal. So it was decided that uh, we would go to Lake Norman in November. <laughs> Great choice. So I'm 12 years old and I'm thinking, man, this is cool. We're going to the lake. So I was ready for a day of it. So I got out there and I put my feet in that water and that cold mud squished between my toes. And I'm thinking, you know, we probably ought to wait till spring or summer. This is nuts. But the pastor was out there and I followed him out there. And he put me under the water and brought me back up. And man, I was instantly numb. It was like flash freezing. I was, couldn't feel anything. It was, it was so cold. But you know, the thing that I remember about that is not how cold it was or how miserable I was in that water. 
it marked an event in my walk with Christ. It moved me forward in Christ because I walked in obedience to what Christ said. See, it's more than just being immersed in water. It's not about the water. When you look in the Old Testament in the book of Acts, which is the story of the early church after Jesus ascended into heaven, you read about baptism. It was a regular practice. As, as you study church history from that point even up to today, you'll see that, that water baptism is a regular practice of the believer. So it's a regular activity done by the church and the believer that has given his life over to the Lord. Watchman Nee. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. He was... Um, uh, wrote some very deep books about walking in Christianity. And he uh, lived in China. He was a leader and a teacher there. He was severely tortured for his stance and his stand for Christ. He said this, Baptism is an outward expression of an inward faith. It is faith in action. Faith in action. So I think now we understand what water baptism is. Now, is water baptism necessary to be a believer? Is water baptism, to get into that water and to go down and to come back up, is that necessary for you to make it to heaven? You know, you don't want to get to the end of your life and stand before God and Him be checking off the book, yeah, you did this, you did this, uh, looks like you're going in, bud. You did this, ooh, you didn't get water baptized. That's going to be a no. Listen, we got to understand what baptism is. we got to understand what it is not. And to be able to do that, we need to look in Scripture. What does the Word say about baptism? Now, Jesus said on many occasions, he said, follow me. Matthew 4.19 gives an, an uh, example of that. But to many groups of people, to individuals, he would say, follow me. So if you're going to follow Christ, we need to follow his example. And it's interesting that the very first story that we read about Jesus beginning his earthly ministry is when he got baptized in the Jordan by John the Baptist. And the very last words that Jesus spoke before he ascended into heaven, he said, go and make it disciples and baptize them. Let's look at the word. The beginning of Jesus' ministry, Matthew 3, 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. But John tried to stop him saying, I need to be baptized by you and yet you come to me. Jesus answered him, allow it for now because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him to be baptized. After Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven, This is my Son. Take delight in him. And the last words of Jesus before he ascended into heaven, Matthew, same book, 28, 19, and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now that 
tank of water is sitting out there. And I could choose to be baptized today. And I could walk up to that water and walk up on those couple steps and step in as dry Brian. And I could go underwater and I would come up as wet Brian. But I would still be Brian. It's not the water that changes us. We've got to understand that baptism, apart from Christ and the cross, has no significance. The water doesn't change us. It's the act of obedience that causes us to move forward and step forward in Christ. Max Lucado, I'm sure you've heard of him. He's very popular in... uh, Christian circles today. He says this, baptism separates the tire kickers from the car buyers. That's good. Those of us that are passionate and want more of Christ and anything I can do to get closer, go after it, man. That's part of your walk in Him. I'd like to share with you a, uh, an article that I read a few days ago. I've seen this in a couple places, but I really like the way that this was put. This is from Hillsong Church. We're all familiar with that. They're very popular in the music today. Uh, they have a great ministry going on. But this is, this is uh, sim- the symbolism, the allegory that was given that I think is excellent. And it says that baptism is a symbol. It's meant to show the world that you love and that you trust and that you have put your hope in Christ. It's like a wedding ring. You can see my wedding ring this morning. This says that I'm married. Now, let's say that I'm not married. Okay? I'm single. But I, but I put on a wedding ring. Does that make me married? No, of course not. And in the same way, if you go and you get baptized, that doesn't make you a Christ follower. You just become wet whoever you are, just like me, wet Brian. But the fact of the matter is I am married. Married my beautiful lady, Tammy, back there in the back, back on May 31st, 1980. Guys, it's good to know your date. 41 years ago in a couple months, we went through the ceremony, and I'm married today. And every day we're together, the closer we get. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But let's say I'm married to her, and I take off, if I can get it off, I take off my wedding ring, okay? Does that mean I'm not married? No. No. I'm still married. Just like the believer that does not get baptized is still a believer because he has put his faith in Christ. Now, here's the thing. You see, I am married. And I'm in love with that gal. And I'm so much in love with her that I want the whole world to know. 
So I wear this ring in pride because I'm married to the most beautiful gal in the world. And I am so happy about it. I just want to tell everybody. In the same way, the believer who chooses to get baptized said, Listen, I found the answer. The things that I used to do, I don't do anymore. The things that used to define me, I've been redefined. I have a reset in my life. Christ set me free and said, this is a new beginning for you. The old things don't have an impact on you anymore. And you want to get baptized to say, hey, guys, look what God has done for me. I'm free today. That's what baptism declares in the life of the believer. So baptism doesn't make you a believer. It shows that you already are one. It doesn't save you. Only your faith in Christ does that. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says that. For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is God's gift. Not from works so that no one can boast. My wife Tammy and I, over the past few weeks, have tried to smart up our home. We started off with uh, the little doorbell and the little Alexa dot and put all that in. I thought, man, this is really cool. Wow. So I bought a couple of those Echo Show 5s, you know, the little video things. And then we bought some little uh, smart outlets and then we bought some smart bulbs. It's like, man, this is just awesome. Awesome. I can just sit there and do everything. Don't have to leave the couch. But I get really aggravated with Alexa. I'm still learning. So we have a little Dotson puppy, and I have to take him out. And especially at night, the lights are off. So I'll get his little harness put on his leash, getting ready to take him out. And I'll say, Alexa, turn on the front porch lights. I look, nothing. Alexa, turn on the front porch lights. Nothing. So I get a little aggravated. And I think if I raise my voice and let her know I mean it, she will obey me. So I said, Alexa, turn on the front porch lights. Nothing. So I walk up to the front door, going to take the dog out in the dark, and I look, and the last time I was out, I flipped the light switch off. So if the light switch is off, she can't tell them to turn the lights on because there's no electricity. You follow me? So that was really my fault. You see, there's years, decades of habit that I need to break in order for this thing to work as it should. And it's the same thing in our life in Christ when we walk with Christ, there are things that we need to uh, change. But as Pastor said last week, you've got a good, good Father who's patient with you. And you make a mistake like maybe you had done for years and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, let's not make that mistake again. That's not the best choice for you. And see, it's... We are, when we come to Christ, we are declared righteous. We're declared pure and clean and innocent. But we've got to learn then to walk in that. It's a process. So just like me learning with Alexa, 
<laughs> Keep the switch on. And again, uh, baptism is a step moving forward in our walk with Christ. All right, water baptism. We understand what it is. We understand what it's not. But what does it mean? What does water baptism mean? It's got to signify something. It's got to mean more than just somebody getting wet. It's got a relevance to it. What is this thing about? Basically, it's a move from death to life. You are celebrating Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection. When you're put down in the water, you are stating your death to sin. When you're coming out of the water, you're signifying your new life in Christ. It's as simple as that. It's just a picture of what the Lord has done for us. Colossians 2, 12 through 14 in the Message Bible says this. Going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive, right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, that old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to the cross. I like the way that's put. Say this with me. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean. Think of that. That's amazing. No matter what your past has been, Christ declares you clean. He declares you guiltless. He declares your innocence intact again. That's incredible. You've been given a fresh start in Christ. Bishop T.D. Jakes, I'm sure you've heard of him. Again, another one that is well known in the Christian field today, said this, Baptism is to put a line of demarcation between your past sins when you're buried with him by baptism. You are burying your past sins, eradicating them, putting a line in the sand, saying that the old man is dead and he is no longer alive anymore. And I rise up to walk in the newness of life. Bearing that out, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and look, new things have come. I like the way TDJ puts that. He said, a line of demarcation. You're putting a line in the sand, and you're saying, old life, you have no voice over me anymore. You will not make me feel guilty for the things I've done in the past. Your voice is, I shut your mouth. You have no voice to me. You are dead to me because I have a new life in Christ. He said, the things of old are passed away. Everything has become new. So you will no longer haunt me because you are dead to me. That's the kind of stance we need to understand that Christ has given us. Dr. Vance Havener, a revivalist preacher and author in the early 1900s, said this. We may never be martyrs, but we can die. We may never be martyrs, but we can die. Die to self, to sin, to the world, to our plans and ambitions. This is the significance of baptism. We died with Christ and rose to new life. Romans 6, 4. 
Therefore we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in a new way of life. As the worship team comes forward, again, baptism is a bold statement about your faith and your commitment to walk with the Lord as a Christ follower. So if you've not been baptized and you're a Christ follower, man, why not get baptized today? You may say, well, I I didn't sign the sign-up sheet. Listen, that's irrelevant now anyway. You may say, well, I I didn't bring any clothes. That's fine. We got some scrubs for you. You can change to the scrubs, get the scrubs wet, put your dry clothes on, and go on home. We got it covered, man. This is your day. (laughs) I want to share with you a story in closing. And this is found in the book of Acts, the early church. And it's the story of Philip, one of the disciples of Jesus, and the Ethiopian eunuch. He was an Ethiopian official, the treasurer. And the Lord told Philip to go to a certain place. And he saw the Ethiopian sitting in a chariot, reading the book of Acts. touches me because it says this man was hungry for God. (laughs) The Lord will always answer the call of hunger for you. So the Lord told Philip, said, you go and you talk to this man. So he ran up and got in the chariot and gave him the plan of salvation, saying that Jesus is the only way. And this man said, I accept Jesus as my Savior. Now let's pick up on the story. This is Acts 836 through 38. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, Look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he said, he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Then he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. solid step forward in your walk with Christ. I want to read one more quote, and this is just anonymous. Baptism isn't where you found Jesus. It's what you do once you found Him. Start completing the process in your walk with the Lord. Amen. Worship team.
follower as yet, it's not time for you to take that step in water baptism. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to come to know who He really is, how much He loves you, and how much good He has in store for you. Is there anyone this morning who can pray with you? Anyone? All right, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Father, we thank you for those that are about to be baptized in this event that we're about to witness. We thank you for that. We joy with them in this time, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you are so good. You're a good, good Father. Lord, again, thank you for being with Pastor Janie and their family in this time of grief. Be with them, give them strength, and bring them home back safely to us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, right now, head on outside we're going to have water baptism immediately and then following water baptism we'll have the barbecue meal listen we would ask if you would if you can make a donation for this barbecue meal we're having that catered in that would be greatly appreciated if you're not able to do that please stay and enjoy the meal anyway thank you so much guys be blessed we're about to enjoy a good time outside bless you Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.